Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. Uh, my name is Zach Shaphorst. With me is Vinny Tadaro, and we've got a lot of uh, of Cowboys news to talk about. A um, couple, a big trade, couple, or uh, I think one one signing, and uh, a couple rumors about guys that might be moving on. Um, so yeah, a lot to talk about, but as always, we'll start with a trivia question. This week it is Vinny asking me the question. So uh, go ahead, Vinny. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh boy, questions, questions. Okay, this was a prospect that was picked by the Dallas Cowboys under strong recommendation from Troy Aikman. Uh. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. David LaFleur? Yeah. Hey. Nice. All right. David LaFleur. I remember he he did okay in 1999. That that was the the season that I had this big giant book of football stats and read constantly. And he had an okay season that year, but I think that's pretty much all he ever did in his career. He wasn't wasn't too great. Um, yeah. So how'd you know that? Uh, I figured it had to be some kind of receiving weapon. Like, why would he advocate for any other? So I was thinking Kevin Williams, but then. I don't know. Maybe I'd heard that somewhere before. David Lafleur was a Troy Aikman favorite. Um, yeah, it was kind of a guess, but I figured it had to be some kind of receiver or receiving threat. Um, so, segueing into some of the Cowboys news, one of the moves we made. This. So let, let's start with just review. So we. Got rid of uh, Jarwin, which is probably one of the... Well, so we got rid of Jarwin. We got rid of Greg Zerloin. Those are probably two of the more popular moves we made. Uh, We did trade Amari Cooper. That's kind of the headliner. We essentially got a fifth-round pick. We swapped six and got a fifth-round pick. Resigned Michael Gallup to a five-year deal, which is... For 62 million, 62 and a half million, interesting deal. We'll talk about that. And then extended Demarcus Lawrence for three years. Um, and it sounds like Cedric Wilson is going to be going to the Miami Dolphins. So we are not going to be retaining him in all likelihood. So, yeah, quite a lot has happened since then. And then the. Uh, the player that I've heard talks about that we might either trade or cut next that this just came up this week is Lyle Collins. Apparently teams had been inquiring about the services of Terrence Steele and we're basically saying no, we don't want to get rid of him and now maybe Lyle Collins is on the train block. So Let's start with what. What are your thoughts, Vinny, about this uh, this week of of Cowboys 
roster movement. Well, which one? Uh, let's start with Amari Cooper. Am- Amari, Amari Cooper and, and Michael Gallup, I think. Well, they paid a little too much for Michael Gallup. It's dangerous to sign somebody coming off an injury like that. And Amari Cooper, um, I thought that day they got hosed. You know, yep. he should have brought in more in terms of draft capital um, than he uh, than he did. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we, we got something for him. But, yeah, fifth is much less than I was expecting. I, I thought we'd at least get a third out of it. Um, I think it's a reflection of the the receiver market um i i'll say this about michael gallup michael gallup is is my my guy um but that said i i when i initially saw saw the figures i was like that's too much i i thought he'd be in the i was hopeful seven to nine million a year range but i was thinking it would end up falling 10 to 10 to 11 i will say this though we structured it in a way that it's going to be very friendly the first year. He, he's going to count like four and a half million against the cap this year. So basically, you know, next to nothing, like a second round receiver contract. And then it's also only 27 of the 62 million is guaranteed. So that means that we could basically get out of it. It's, it's kind of the same structure as Amari Cooper's deal. We could get out of it in two years with next to no cap repercussions if we don't like it. But if he does play well, then it's a five-year deal. We can re- continue to restructure it, play that game to free up cap each year. Um, but if, if he has a down year, then really we're only paying him a good chunk of money the second year and then we can cut bait but I'm, I'm not too worried about the injury part I will say just just from everything I've heard from the team it sounds like he'll be healthy well before the season starts and I do think an ACL more so even than like Achilles injuries has become an injury that's relatively routine and I'm not I think he'll be back to his his normal self by the by week one but that is you know obviously if he's not then that throws a a wrench in it but um but yeah i i definitely liked that move the more i learned about the details of the contract but but yeah i i would have liked to see a little more a little more getting back from mari cooper um i will we'll throw this out there looking at the receiver market so so then let, let's talk about the other third receiver. So Cedric Wilson, the terms that I don't think that's finalized, but it sounds like he's going to be signing for three years, 22 and 22.8 million with Miami. Would you have offered him something similar? Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have met that offer for Cedric Wilson. I mean, it's okay. a lot of money to pay your number three receiver, but who else do they have? Um, yeah. I don't like the way things are going. Um, I said it before and I'll say it again they cannot afford a drain of talent uh, and yet we've already lost Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson and I know we played pretty well last year without Malika Gallup for the most most of the season but um, you know they've only got two real receivers right now and uh, 
as usual, their mismanagement of the cap and their complete ineptitude when it comes to making personnel decisions, not complete, but their ineptitude when it comes to making personnel decisions is catching up with them. Uh, that's why they're over the cap. They have a lot of players who don't deserve what they're earning, and they're admitting that right now. Uh, it's worse than the problem. is worse than we thought it was, and um, they're paying for it right now. So you're going to see a, a downturn from the Dallas Cowboys this year. You'll see probably a return to like a 500 record. Yeah, and I think it sounds like the move to, at least from what I can tell, and they haven't finalized all the details yet, but the the Demarcus Lawrence move should allow us to free up some cap space because we're guaranteed, like that's the opposite of these receiver deals, the Amari Cooper deal and now the Michael Gallup deal. That is heavily guaranteed, meaning that right. we can't really get out of that. Right. Um, but if we're intending on, you know, keeping him for a while, you know, it should be fine, and, and we should be able to push some of the money back to make it a little more palatable if we want to make another move. Now, now the one kind of undecided— well, Hold on a second. Let, let's yeah. slow down here, and let's go over these one more time. Okay. Amari Cooper signed a multi-year deal with the Browns. Um, did he take— he is it to say, or did, he just, did they just assume his contract? Yes, they yes, assumed they his assumed contract. his contract. Okay, all right, so he's out the door, right. and we get basically nothing in return. We got uh, yeah. a fifth and a sixth, and a sixth was a swap. Right. So right there, you lost maybe your best receiver, and also uh, you barely got anything in return. You basically traded a fifth for a first. He helped you for a few yeah. years, right. but you still need him. That's the main thing, and um, you know you overpaid him. All right. Yep. Is what is, is what it what it comes down to is that you overpaid him. Now you're paying the price. Michael Gallup, um, I don't care how it's structured. I'd never pay that that kind of money for somebody coming off an injury like that. Um, yeah. The Cowboys said the same thing about Jalen Smith, all right, and they said the same thing about Sean Lee, and they said the same thing about Tyron Smith. Oh, they're healthy. They're healthy. They're healthy, and they never were, all right. Yeah. So I would never have paid Michael Gallup that amount of money. I would have probably kept Cedric Wilson instead. Um, I like Gallup. I hope he comes back normal. Uh, if he comes back as usual self, I don't think it's a bad deal. Right. That's uh, what that ACL stare, to, scares yeah. the hell out of me. Sure. Cedric Wilson, um, I probably would have matched that deal. Yeah. Um, because I think he's an up-and-coming receiver. Um, it's a little pricey, but I don't think it's out of, out of uh, you know out of range. You saved yeah. a lot of money by cutting Amari Cooper. You know, you spent eleven on Dalton Schultz. Good, very. That was. Good desperate yep. move um you know well, what does Gallup count against the cap this year five that's not 4. bad 4.5 okay. yeah yeah and, and we could could have spent the rest of the savings on uh keeping Cedric Wilson um instead sure. you've lost two key receivers you're going to lose Connor Williams um right. that's a huge blow to the offense yeah and now, probably tell me about Lawrence, Lawrence I haven't heard about yeah so we we basically gave him an, a three-year extension for 40 million so it's you know 13.3 per year but 30 of it is guaranteed so wow. yeah so it, it's kind of the, to me it's like the opposite of the Michael Gallup deal where we're like hey we're committed to you but we want you to take less per per year and and honestly it could be like uh, you know a little bit placating the fans like everyone thinks he's overpaid so here's an extension for less uh you know less money per year but 
really it ties you you know it forces your hand right but uh Um, doesn't sound like they're going to keep randy gregory i yeah i don't think so um that might not be a bad idea because randy gregory is it's always something with him yeah i i'd rather keep it we'll see what gregory gets on the open market but unless it's like 10 million unless it's like half of what we're paying lawrence i'd rather keep lawrence because he's a much better overall player and he doesn't have the off-field issues that come with gregory and you got micah parsons there um right and uh well gregory's not going to get suspended again because they changed the marijuana rule unless he does you know something else something arrogant else dumb selfish yeah um and then you know he's injured he's beat up a lot um right. he's a good player when he was on the field but um you know, uh, that surprised me a little bit. I thought they would get rid of Lawrence before they got rid of Gregory. Yeah. Um, but um, now as far as the trades, like I said, we got a measly fifth and sixth for for Mari Cooper. Uh, Lyle Collins, is there movement? Has there been anything, any uh, any solid offers that we know about? I don't think so. I, I really, I, I don't know what you, your thoughts are. I really don't think that's a good idea to trade Lyle Collins. Unless it's, you know... An offer we can't refuse, like right. a first-round pick, sure, I'd probably trade him for that. But we don't save that much money no. getting rid of, rid of him unless no. it's a post-June 1 cut or trade. Right. Right. Um, Pre-June 1, it, it saves us like a million in cap space, so right. it's next to nothing. Beyond that, I I don't think Terrence Steele is, is nearly as good as Ty, Lyle Collins right now. Now... Could he continue to progress and get better, which he definitely did from year one to year two? Yes, but I don't want to bank on that. And unless you're telling me that Lyle Collins is like a, a Terrell Owens locker room cancer and like his ability is trumped by his, you know, locker room presence and, and negativity and he's bringing the team down, something like that then I guess I can understand it. But just from on-field performance, they're not in the same category. Terrence Steele has been extremely impressive for being an undrafted rookie, but he he's a good backup right now, but he'd be a below-average starter. Whereas Lyle Collins, the last two years he's played, you know, full or near-full seasons, he's been a top probably five right tackle in the NFL. And, yeah, I, I, I think it would make more sense to move on from him in 2023 when the cap hit is, uh, when it helps us more in the, in, from a cap standpoint, and if we see Terrence Steele continue to progress. If he has, because somebody's going to get hurt, Tyron Smith or, or Lyle Collins, something's yeah. going to happen, no, yeah, no and Terrence Steele will, will get playing time. So if he shows yeah. a clear step up again, then I'd feel a little better, but I would not be happy if we traded Lyle Collins well, right now. No, um, I, I agree. Uh, the tackle position is not one that we can really afford to play around with, right. uh, mainly because because Tyron Smith is un, uh, is not somebody that you can rely on yeah. um, because of his injuries. Lyle Collins has just about had just about every problem in the book, um, and then you got Terrence Steele, who's clean. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't get rid of, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be getting rid of any of those guys. Yeah. And um, and I still think that that should be first priority in the draft is a left tackle. And like I said, if Tyron Smith 
can uh, somehow make it through the season with his broken and battered body, then you know you play this the left tackle at left guard where you have a, right. a, a gaping hole. You're going to have a gaping hole right now. Um, you know that's but you know again all we're is sad. We're just talking about you know uh, um, you know a talent train. You know Connor Williams yeah. is going to be gone. All right. Um, I think Jalen Curse might be gone. I I right. really thought we would be able to retain him, but the reports are not looking reading the tea leaves it's not looking good that that would be a bummer if, if we let him walk after the season he had they screwed up their cap yeah but they've got so last i checked and this is before the connor or the uh, demarcus lawrence restructuring which should at least from my understanding free up a little more right now we are i think four yeah 15 million in in the green now after all these these moves and this is with nothing going on with demarcus lawrence but this is they got to open up more money i think the only options would be restructuring uh i think we already restructured zach martin we did definitely did dak i think it's maybe lyle collins and tyron smith are the two that we still could it's got to be done can't get can't 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 not i don't want i'm not i'm not even going to watch the games unless they improve i think that's going to be it's going to be reliant on rookies i think to, to whether uh, we're uh, going to re- re- improve or not it's going to uh, be uh, yeah, uh, yeah rookies or or players taking big steps i mean cd lamb is is probably the most important player next year to our offense i, I would argue like if he is still, you know, not capable of, you know, meeting the the needs of a number one receiver that he kind of showed when Amari Cooper was out, then uh, it's not going to go too well. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see how it how it will. You know, even if Michael Gallup is is back to hundred percent, I don't think anyone anyone thinks he's a true number one number one receiver. He's a high end number two. But C. Lamb has to be the, the number one. So it's relying on stuff like that, and then guys like you know Tyler Biotish, if he's still the starter, taking a step up. Guys on defense and rookies. But yeah, I, I think it'll be. Yeah, on paper, I think it'll be a it'll look like a weaker roster for almost certain. Uh, but I will. I'll say this. I, I've been looking a lot. That, so I used to Is there be. Any good news. <laughs> um, I fi- I finalized my my Cowboys my first iteration of the Cowboys big board. So uh, we can talk some some draft. But yeah, no, not not really in terms of the. Uh, I thought they were going to cut Lawrence or trade him. Yeah, I mean it. It wouldn't really free up much cap space if they cut him right now, at least. Um, but they should yeah, try I was, to keep Randy. I mean, you know, they should still try to keep Randy Gregory. Yeah, yeah. If you can, and um, J. Ron Curse, you know, free up cap space. You know, extend, extend, Curse. extend. I don't care yeah. what happens in two or three years. The window, the win is right now. You can't afford to take a step backwards. 
I mean, they they are just contradicting themselves left and right, and, and it's just all because they have no idea what the hell they're doing. At first, they you know they're convinced Jerry's convinced that he had a Super Bowl talent last year. Okay, well if that's the case, keep it together. Do everything you right. can to keep it together. If you have a crunch in two or three years, big deal. Everybody has a crunch. Every good team has a crunch at some point. Yeah. Okay. Look at the Saints right now. All right. Um, so you you just have to be willing to bite the bullet at some time, at some point, in order to win most of the time. Unless you are better at drafting than the Dallas Cowboys are, right? And better at making free agent decisions rather than going around searching through garbage bags for players, which is what they do in free agency. They go around and they search for garbage. Now, once you know, any, you know, if you've ever looked through a garbage bag, all right, you know that most of what's in there you never, you don't want, you know. Once in a while, you find something that you accidentally threw out, or somebody else accidentally threw out. You say, "Hey, this is good. Let's keep it." That's what happened last year with Curse. But with yeah. most of the rest of the guys that they signed, they were either mediocre or you know shouldn't have signed them. Yeah. I mean, then Brian Anger. Brian Anger was a good pick. Who we got They'll rid of? Lose him, and they they cut Zerline. Yeah. He's got no kicker. Right. I, I think we already got rid of Anger. If I'm not He's mistaken. He's gone already. I. I let me double check, but yeah, that was the one that I didn't like. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's just reported not likely to bring him back. That, that's it's a report, but not official yet. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I think it's it's all going to come down to the. Here's here's one thing I'll, I will say, kind of defending the team's strategy. I think the. The go all in, like do it, do what the Rams did, and and this is going to be the thing this off season is every team wants to do what the Rams did. First of all, the Rams in their trading everyone, they picked good players, mm-hmm. with kind of the exception of Matt Stafford. But I will say Matt Stafford, he's he's in the same tier as Dak Prescott. He's a he's a very good quarterback. Yes, he, he shows signs of of elite play, but overall very good. But he's a lot cheaper than Dak. He's he's making like twenty something million a year, which allows for a lot more flexibility. And we we don't have that. So my my thing is, unless you have an elite quarterback or a coach like Sean McVay, a top tier head coach, I think you're better off playing more of a long game until you get one of those pieces ideally both but at least one of those two and i i could see i I know this is kind of a you know yahoo fan theory but i could see them making a play after this season if we don't make it to the championship or super bowl for sean payton and maybe that's the play once we get someone like him then we Put all the chips in and, and go all in on on making a Super Bowl run, and and I would be well, more in favor at that uh, point. But I think you got to do it now because you got to make up for the fact that you, you you don't have a good head coach. So you got to you got to really make sure your talent is there, or else you're just going to waste another season. And the, and wasting a season is a is a real sin. And they can't do it. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to the players on the team. Uh, Jerry Jones mm. is, is not a young guy. Uh, he could go at any minute. Um, and if he keeps fooling around the way he was fooling around, he might just have a heart attack in bed. Um, you know, and now they have 
you know, now we have this, this disgusting display of behavior at, at, the, at the Valley Ranch, which sets a horrible example for the players yeah. and uh, shows you the mentality of the people running this team. So we're being True. taken for fools. Rich Dalrymple, Jerry Jones, you know, um, you know these people. These are not. These are dislikable people. These are highly contemptible people. Yeah. So I refuse to buy any more merchandise. Um, and you know, I might not even unless I see them make some make improve this in team through in the off season. Um, then you know, I, I, I right now I, I don't. I don't even want to watch. Yeah. Well, the one uh, I'll throw out one name as a free agent. Not that I think there's any chance we'll get him but uh bobby wagner who played for dan quinn yeah yeah um he was cut by seattle and you look i mean if he if he's willing to take like five or six million a year sure i could see him coming on board but realistically he had a little bit of a down season by his standards but he's still far better than anyone we have as far as true linebackers. I'm, I'm counting Parsons as more of a DN. Um, so I, I'm thinking he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get the 18 million he was getting paid to be this, you know, best of the best Luke Keekley level Ray Lewis type of player. He's not quite that, but I think he'll get 10 to 14 million a year from somebody, and, and we're not gonna spend that. There's no chance. Um, the, the guy that I think is more realistic that we could bring back, former Cowboy, is Anthony Hitchens. And I think for a cheap deal, he, he was pretty bad in Kansas City, but he was, he was okay. He was serviceable for us before he left for, for big money in Kansas City. So if we could get him for a you know reasonable price, which I would say, you know, two to three million a year something like that i would bring him in i think he's an upgrade or, or has the potential at least to be an upgrade over like leighton van der esch anything's an upgrade over leighton van der esch right not not saying much but that's uh, one place that you know that's one that's one hopeful place is that you know they could bring in just about anybody at linebacker and yeah. it'll be better than what van der esch and Keanu neal gave us yeah um Micah Parsons, you can play him at middle linebacker. I think you should switch him around to keep teams guessing. Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, he's obviously uh, a best serve. He, he's he's best as an edge rusher, and that's a more difficult position to find. Uh, the Cowboys got lucky there. Um, yeah. So let's um, you know let's let's go out. Let's extend everybody that we can extend. Let's open up as much cap space as possible. I would consider extending Zeke Elliott even at this point. Ooh, um, no. Yeah, I would. I would. And um, <laughs> keep him around uh, even if he's a backup. And, uh, or if, if, if he's sharing, you know, just getting 10 or 12 carries a game at some point. But you got to do something. You can't let this opportunity slip through your hands. It's true. They are... They were overrated talent-wise, but it. But with a few, but with some the right moves, they could be there. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on because they're just going backwards talent-wise now. And yeah. You know, as if you know, 
and then they're gonna they're gonna come up with all these bullshit reasons why we should watch. Oh, McCarthy pledges to get rid of penalties. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> we signed we signed so and so off this other team, and he, he he's never played a game, but shows a lot of potential. You know, and you get Brian Broaddus to write these scouting reports about how good these guys are based on the two games that he watched them play in. Right. Okay, and he, the hype machine will will find ways, as it always does to make the team seem better than they actually are. But, yeah. you know, we are definitely going backwards. Uh, like I said, losing Cooper, losing uh, Cedric Wilson, big losses, Connor Williams, we assume is going to be gone. Um, I can't see where yeah. they would keep him. I yeah, thought I Lawrence would be gone. We assume Gregory is going to be gone. And J. Ron Kirst, I don't think they can afford to lose him. He was a, he was there, you yeah. know, he was, he was rock steady at uh, safety. He was probably our best... After Lawrence and Parsons, he might have been our best player on. And Gregory, Diggs, um, maybe. I don't know. I, I think he might have been our most consistent secondary player, even above Diggs and Brown. But you finally find a solution at safety, and then you let him walk. Right, and and again, it'll depend on how much he's paid. I, I think. It, but it's kind of like Cedric Wilson. Like in my mind, I was thinking six million was about my max for Cedric Wilson. But yeah, that's what he got. Seven point six. That I, uh, I could have. I could have considered that. And and I feel like in my mind, curse is like four to five million a year, and someone's gonna give him like six and a half or seven, and I'm gonna be the like. Only, eh. The only. The only thing I see that would let the Cowboys off the hook in this situation is that Cedric Wilson might go be saying, I want to be one or two. I don't want to be number three. I mean, that contract doesn't suggest that to, to me. I will say this. I, I think well, we can who replace. Have? Who do the Dolphins have at receiver? They've got Devontae Park. I mean, they don't have any. Uh, Jalen Waddell, he was their first-round pick last year and, and had a very good year for a rookie. Okay. I mean, he's probably their fourth option if you include their tight end, Mike Gesicki. Uh, well, then he would have signed with us for the same amount. Yeah, for the same no, role. Should have kept him. But I, I do think we can replace, if, if we prioritize it, I think we can replace his production in the draft with the right receiver. Um, a first-round pick. Maybe a second, even. Um, that's about... Is this class loaded with talent? I think there'll be some good options. Um, so I, I'll just rattle through my my draft board. I, so Chris Olave, I've talked about him before. I think he's if we're like trying to replace Amari Cooper, he's by far the best option in my opinion. I don't know if he'll be available because he ran a four three something, but he is very similar to Calvin Ridley, very. He's kind of slight of build, but he's a great technician, great route runner. He's going to create separation, get open. And then his teammate, also from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, is maybe considered better even, more all-around. I've, I've heard him compared to CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if he's quite as physical. He's kind of He, he can get banged at the, the line of scrimmage, but if you line him off coverage, I think he's... He would be a good option. Um, I, honestly, I think both of those guys would be better than Cedric Wilson day one. Uh, but they would we would have to get him in the first round. And they probably won't even be there at 24. Um, one guy 
Jamison Williams is an interesting one because he probably would have been the first receiver off the board, but he, like Michael Gallup, tore his ACL. He's a burner, though. He's he's like Tyree Kill level of speed and track. Or maybe Deshaun Jackson would be a better comparison because he's like, I, I don't know if he's quite as quick, but he is a deep ball. I think he'll he'll be available maybe because of the ACL injury. No, I mean Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I'm sure he's available. He's always available. I don't know. I feel like he he is a perpetual. He he's always injured or just a. I don't know. I I. I don't know if I would want Deshaun Jackson. Of of the free agents that I've seen that make seem to make sense to me in terms of both price range and I think they're decent Jameson Crowder uh who I think most recently was on the Jets previously Washington he makes a lot of sense I think he would be a, a solid slot receiver also Emmanuel Sanders I don't know if he is quite as much of a fit because he's more of a true outside but I think he would also be pretty cheap um, but yeah, no, I, Jameson Williams and then Trayvon Burks is the other guy that a lot of people have mocked to us. Um, I'm not crazy about him. He reminds me a little of, uh, I, I think his high end is like dead Des Bryant. He, he's a bigger guy. He's good run after the catch, but not a great route runner. Not, not the guy that separates necessarily or at least he hasn't really shown that but those those are all first round options i think in the second round there's this guy named sky moore who is short he's like 510 but he dominated in college he was in a smaller school but he put up ridiculous numbers and and when he played good teams he also played well uh, you know against good competition um he he also ran a 441 which i think probably puts him in the second round range i think there would have been a chance that we could have gotten him in the third round before the combine but now i think it would be second round but he he would be i think an upgrade over cedric wilson and he would be a guy that would primarily be a slot but could play outside as well and he would be a guy i'd really like and then Zach, the, yeah i need i need somebody to give me a holistic view of how this team is going to fill all the holes it's got because i'm i'm not seeing it all i'm seeing are these mock drafts that everybody's got a different player going to them in the first round they'll probably pick somebody completely different but yeah. you know until people look at the holistic view and see the, the enormous amount of holes that exist on this roster and come up with a realistic plan to solve it i'm i'm very down on this team yeah I'm very down on this team. I don't see Mike McCarthy improving as a coach. He's a lummox. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, Moore and, Moore and the other guy, um, the D. Quinn, they obviously are incapable of instilling um, anything either in yeah. terms of um, discipline. Um, 
you see we see no discipline or leadership from Jerry Jones. Um, so I, I just think that the Cowboys are going to continue in, um, in in mediocrity. Uh, I don't hear them being, you know, their names being attached to any interesting free and free agents. Bobby no. Wagner is a pipe dream. Yeah, um, he'd be a good pick. I mean, he's a good player, a very good player. They should, you know, um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't, you know, with all their other holes, I don't see him as a realistic um, option. And I don't, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. You know, you got no safeties. You've got three mm. receivers and yeah, two. Donovan Wilson. Noah, Noah Brown's not much of a receiver. You got sure. one tight end. Yeah. All right. Your offensive line could be missing two of its starters from last year. All right. Uh, you're losing your your one of your you know, well, Michael Parsons is going to be the other defensive end. But you're, yeah. you know you're missing a very good pass rusher in Randy Gregory. You've got no linebackers. Right. That's what I was gonna say. That's this, the this biggest. Is, this is this is this is almost a crisis situation in Dallas. Yeah. No one really you feel good about you feel that good about at defensive tackle i would no, add that's right but that's right but we that are, we are on the brink of crisis well but that's my my reasoning for not going all in on this season is is i don't think there is a path towards a super bowl this season i don't think there so ever might will as, be a path towards a super bowl well i think there's there's a better chance at a path in 2 years if we get mccarthy out and hire a competent coach, which that, that's maybe a little bit of a pipe dream. But I think there's a better chance in two years we unload Ezekiel Elliott. Hopefully, Terrence Steele shows enough that we can unload Lyle Collins. That'll free up some cap space to where we can actually make some moves. We don't have to force feed Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you know, you'll have other contracts expiring. That's uh, you'll true. Have, you'll have digs you got to pay. Bang down sure. your door. But but All I think right. even with that, even with those guys that you'll have to pay, I think we'll be in a better position from a cap standpoint. And more importantly, I think we'll have in again in a maybe unrealistic world if we have a more competent coach, I'd feel better about moving all the chips in and restructuring everyone and and keep in mind I, I will say this i've been playing a lot with this website called over the cap which i i gotta say is much better i i had been using this website called spa track for contracts and this one's way better it's so much more interactive and you can see like we've already done the the dance the restructure dance quite a bit we've restructured tyron smith four times and lyle collins i want to say three times maybe zach martin I'm, I'm not sure how many with him but we've already pushed a lot of cap back and and that does it doesn't you know the notion that the salary cap is a myth for an individual season Yes, you you can do these restructures. You can do these this accounting wizardry and and push it back to make it work for one season. But it's going to come back to haunt you. And my thing is, if there's no you. chance, but if there's no chance at competing for a Super Bowl this year, I don't want to. And there we've is. already done some of it. You know, we we needed to do some restructuring just to get over the cap. Period. But I don't want to go all in. 
if I don't think there's a realistic chance at well, the Super Bowl. Well, as long as Jerry Jones is in charge, there is no realistic chance of getting a Super Bowl. All you can yeah. do is go all in and hope that you get enough talent to overcome your your GM, your president, your cheerleader, your owner, and your head coach. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's Sean Payton's not going to coach for Jerry Jones. Probably not, but, yeah. He's not. You know, if they get somebody else, he'll be another – be, be another dumbass. Probably be Dan Quinn promoted. Oh yeah, yeah, Mr. Super Bowl. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, right now I give them a off season grade of an F. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel good about my uh, prediction that three out of five would of, of our main. Amari Cooper, Lawrence, Gregory, Schultz, and who am I missing? And Gallup. I said three of five would return, and, and that's what it's looking like. But well, I, I really I, thought I Curse... To, to me, Curse is going to be the deciding factor whether this is like kind of a disaster or, okay, I can live with this offseason so far. Uh, if we If we can get him back... And I would go, yeah, I would go as high as six point something, I, I think. Especially if it's a long-term deal where you can structure it to where you're not having a huge cap hit the first year. I would I would do that. But if we let him go, that's, I mean, that just creates a, a, a hole in defense. You still got Donovan Wilson, yes, uh-huh. but he's not, he's not the coverage guy that Curse is. Curse is... He, Curse is like Byron Jones almost, but in a but cheaper. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's quite as good. Yeah, yeah, and a much better tackler, much more reliable tackler. He does not miss tackles. Um, yeah, Jaron J- Curse, one of the best free agents we've signed in in years, and yeah, it would, it would be a bummer if we we let him go. And, unless he gets, you know, if he gets like ten or twelve million a year, then that's a little rich, but. Even in the six or low sevens, I think I would, I would try and keep on, uh, hang on to him for that price. Well, I'm all for backloading deals. I'm all for restructuring and backloading deals. If in three years we're in salary cap hell, so be it. I'm willing to pay that price in order to for a realistic shot of, uh, uh, of uh, at least getting to a championship game. And maybe even a Super Bowl. Look, there's, it's not impossible that they win a Super Bowl. Okay? It's very no. doubtful, Jerry yeah. Jones. But, you know, teams have – there is – luck does play a big role in football. That's true. And the Cowboys could get lucky and and actually do something despite it all. So it's not set in stone that they're never going to be in a championship game or never win a Super Bowl. But I think luck is going to have to play a role in it. And I think that, you know, really um, – really – filling the team with um, a superlative amount of talent will um, will put them in the best possible position because it'll help them to overcome the coaching. Yes, I, I agree with that. But my thing is, I just can't see us assembling so much more talent than any other team. And, and I would feel better if we had, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes or... or elitist of elite quarterbacks but but we don't Dak is he's very good 
but I think that's probably his ceiling. And I don't see us realistically being able to put together a team that's head and shoulders above every other team. I, I think the Rams last year were the best example of that. And, and I saw somewhere um, PFF has this wins above replacement metric, which they don't really offer to the fans. They, they offer it for their free agents and then periodically you'll you'll see them post about random stuff and, and this is one of those cases the rams last year had the best wins above replacement outside of quarterback in the last 15 years like since pff's been tracking and, and the second best team not surprisingly was the eagles the year they won their super bowl where you know, Wentz and Foles were kind of carried by talent. So so that's what you – and I think it was like six to eight wins above replacement that the supporting cast was contributing for those teams. And, I mean, that's what you realistically need. You've got Micah Parsons who in and of himself is going to add like a, a win – plus above replacement, which is pretty phenomenal for a non-quarterback. But after that, I it, it's just tough to assemble that much more talented a team than everyone else. And I would argue that last year, definitely last year, and even with the Eagles, I think those coaches were better than McCarthy, and, and that gave them an advantage. Who is out there right now? Let's start with the draft. Yeah. Who's out there available in the first three that you think they'll be available in the first three rounds that can come in and immediately help this football team, regardless of position? Um, I'm talking about the positions we pick at, not num- you know, not number three. Yeah, so I would say first round. I'll, I'll just read you my my list of guys that these any of these guys would be. Eh. Not quite Ceedee Lamb, but maybe like Micah Parsons level of value if they fell really? to us. Yeah. So Charles Cross, he's a left tackle, um, and honestly, Charles Cross is is would be a Ceedee Lamb or Micah Parsons type of value if if he fell wow. somehow. He he's a guy that should go probably top ten, maybe top five. Um, He's one of the, there's three offensive tackles in this draft that that all should go between top in the top ten without a doubt and and two of them will probably go in the top three but Charles Cross is the one of those three that I think could fall because he doesn't have that like he's not the most powerful he's he's the best pass blocker of the group and he's the best technician but he's not like a mauler. And, and I will say, I don't think Always he would... Always make a guy stronger. Yeah, and, and I will say, I don't think he would be the best fit to slide into left guard, if, well. if that's the goal. But, um, but yeah, he would be a great pick, a great value. I don't think he'll be available, but who knows? Teams might be dumb. Okay, who else? Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, he's the center yeah. that I've talked about before. I, I think right. there's a pretty decent chance he's available just because of his position and because he's he's got kind of short arms and he's sub 300 pounds but but his production his production is such that it doesn't matter to me really at all 
I, I think he's the best center I can remember coming out. Um, uh, there's a couple cornerbacks. Derek Stingley, I put him in the, the top tier. Cornerback. uh Cornerbacks, yeah. Derek's, cornerbacks. Yeah. You're not going to go cornerback in the first three rounds. I can okay. see it. If, if either of these guys falls, I think that's the best pick. Um, they probably won't. But, yeah, Derek Stingley is a guy that had probably the best freshman year of any cornerback in recent history. Uh, but he hasn't – he's been injured a little bit. He hasn't played as well the last two years. But he's probably – he's got the highest upside of, of maybe any player in the draft. He could be – if he plays like he did his, his freshman year, he could be like Jalen Ramsey type. Maybe even more athletic. He would need to be a first round. Um, and he probably won't fall to us. But, again, I'm starting with the, the kind of pipe dreams. The other corner is, is uh, I think his real name's Ahmad, but they call him Sauce Gardner. He's a longer cornerback. Um, he would be ideal, I think, for press man. He never gave up a, a touchdown in college. Uh, but he also played at Cincinnati, so kind of a smaller school. I've already talked about the receivers. Um, a lot, Chris, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson are my probably two favorite. There, there are a couple linebackers that I think would contribute right away. Um, one guy, Devin Lloyd, who should probably go higher, but he did test. He only ran a four six six, which is slower than I think people were expected. So. I think there's a chance he could fall. There's really, he's one of the cleaner prospects in this draft. I think he'd be a good cover, besides the combine. Like, he'd be good in coverage. He'd be good. He's just a good all-around linebacker. Um, I mean, the other the other two tackles that I think are in play in the first round are Trevor Penning and Bernard Raymond. I like Bernard Raymond better, but I don't think he would be... He's another guy that's probably not going to be able to play left guard. He's too tall and lanky. He was, a, he was a converted tight end, and he's done... He's grown leaps and bounds. That's why I, I like him. I think he could develop into the best left tackle in the class, um, but he is, he is still kind of raw. And then this guy, uh, Penning... I think he would be a good fit at left guard. He's he's a mauler. He's a good run blocker, uh, but not as good of a pass blocker. Um, also would need to be a first-round pick. Um, let's see. There, There's a lot of defensive ends. I don't think that's the biggest need at this point with, with keeping Lawrence, but there's it's a pretty deep class for defensive end. Um in the second round, or, or guys that I see as, as second round range type players, I like Sky Moore, the receiver I'd mentioned. Um, there's a guy named Dax Hill. If if we, I say if we move on from Malik Hooker and we don't really have a free safety, Dax Hill is a guy that I would I would like. If he, if we could get him at 56, he might go in the first or early second. But Dax Hill is he's light. But he's extremely fast, very athletic. I think he could play deep safety well, um, at least in coverage. I don't know if he'll be a bumper. 
the guy that I, I'm probably the highest on as the second round pick. So I, I, I'd say in a perfect world, in a, in a semi-realistic world, I say we get Tyler Linderbaum at 24. We get a center who's immediately better than Biotish and projects to be one of the best centers in football almost immediately. And then the second, I would like either Sky Moore, a receiver, or Travis Jones from UConn, who's a defensive tackle, who who kind of got his combine got overshadowed by Jordan Davis, who ran who's 340 pounds and ran a 478, like absolutely insane measurables. But the problem is Jordan Davis never rushed the passer well in college, like not even remotely well. He also played very limited snaps, so there's question marks about Jordan Davis, and I think because he tested so well, he's going to get overdrafted, but I like Travis Jones maybe better, and definitely from a value standpoint, I'd much rather have him in the second than Jordan Davis at 24, because Travis Jones is also a big guy. He also tested well. He ran a 4.92 at 320-plus, and he actually can rush the passer. He's shown some ability in college. He's not a complete projection in that regard. Um, so I'd say, yeah, let's go. I'd say best-case scenario would be we go Tyler Linderbaum in the first, Travis Jones in the second, and then the third, either a receiver that drops, maybe a George Pickens. I'm guessing he'll be gone by then. Or you go another offensive lineman like Tyler Smith, who is another offensive tackle who definitely would project well to guard. Um, he, he's another guy that's a great run blocker, needs work in pass protection. All right. So, yeah, well, that would be uh, my best three-round mock as of right now. That could okay. subject to change. Well, I think we've covered things pretty well. Yeah. And uh, next week, maybe we can take a look at free agents who might be available who could fill some holes. Yeah. And, okay. and knowing how fast things move, we, we may have already, you know, traded other player. <laughs> Something yeah. else happens. But, right. but yeah, all that'll right. uh, do it for this week. But thanks all for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. Till then.